This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman Podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.K. Amanu, the writer-director of Aviation. Hi, I'm Brando Benetton, director of Knife Fire. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hi, this is James Kellen Brussack, the writer, director, and producer. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stewart, paint the screen.com up in my bum, please. Yeah, that was my motorcycle running and tracking up with my fucking sneakers, Jamie's, with Dom, eating pizza, and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. From, from, from page to screen. Hey there, sir. Good evening, sir. How are you? You alright? I'm not too bad, not too bad. Uh, a relatively sunny Sunday. Yep. A bit windy, but other than that. Annette, uh, Annette hung a towel out yesterday, a big bath towel, and she got up this morning because we'd crazily left it out, and she thought somebody had been over the wall and nicked it, but it turned out it would blown over the wall. Ow. So that was fun. But uh, I was just thinking today, April's been the longest month ever. I can't wait till May. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one of those odd ones. I saw someone post something on uh, uh, Facebook a while ago, which I... I wonderfully nicked of course as usual <laughs> uh, it was basically a case of 2020 is a very odd month uh, a very odd year there's 29 days in february yep 100 days in march <laughs> yeah. and five years in april isn't there i i actually <laughs> remember around christmas time where i went christmas shopping and i treated myself as you do when you go christmas shopping i bought myself a diary to use this year uh, what's the point there's no point. There's, there's no point. Done the same as yesterday. No, Nothing. There's no point. I'm keeping myself busy though. But did you um, did you watch? Because this is now the the tenth of May. Uh, did you watch the Boris update at seven o'clock? No. Did you not? Okay. Have you? Uh, I guess Facebook's probably lit up with it. Everybody whinging about it. Twitter certainly has. But I have no idea. Um, okay. I must admit, I. I have slight political bias when it comes to kind of British politics <laughs> yeah, and American I've, politics, as you'd probably be able to tell. I, I've seen your social media timelines. Yes. Yeah. So um, uh, I wouldn't trust anything Boris says. <laughs> no, I, I'm not necessarily trusted it, but that's that's yeah. that's what governs the country at the minute, unfortunately. True. So, I mean, there were all the rumours that it was going to be a case of, oh, yeah, we're going to kind of, you know, um, lessen... You know, slacken the, uh, the the lockdown and all this and what have you. Which but, is, uh, is untrue. No. Because uh, I watched it and I was having those same thoughts. I'm like, for God's sake, do not relax the lockdown. This is mental. I, I, I'm i kind of enjoying the lockdown. I think I've discussed that before. I'm all right with that part. The working from home bit, I'm all right with that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. You know. So that's the selfish part of me. I, I would happily stay at home and work from home all the time, but that's a different matter. Uh, there's a lot of selfish around, apparently. There, there is. There's a lot of bad selfish around. Mine's a good that's selfish. It, yeah. Mine's a good selfish. It's like, you know oh, what? Yeah. I, I quite like working from home. And but apparently all the um, the 
kind of A and E departments at hospitals had yes. uh, a bit of an influx, should we say, after VE Day when everyone was not meant to be partying but had. There was a lot of drunk people and head injuries and stuff going in, which mm. I don't think drunkenness and head injuries is one of the COVID symptoms. I don't believe so. Oh, but give them fourteen days, they'll be back there with the symptoms. In there, there, there. So, it's, <laughs> so yeah. So as from. Wednesday, so this is now Sunday that we're recording this. Yes. So as from when this is all obviously England, so this is not Scotland. Scotland are like Scotland and Wales and Ireland have come out and go, and they've said, "No, we ain't changing shit." They're a little more sensible. <laughs> Nicola Sturgeon's great. She's like, "No, I don't like your new slogan, and don't be advertising it in Scotland, please. Thank you. Uh, everybody should still stay home." So yeah. she's she uh, Jimmy Cranky has gone up in my estimations. Oh, <laughs> she reminds me yeah. of her. And uh, Wales are pretty much the same. So this is all England. England stuff, even though it's UK technically. Oh, it's very confusing. Uh, as from Wednesday, you are now allowed to go out for as much exercise as you wish. So you can go out. What? You can go out. You can sit in a park. Uh, you're still going to keep two meters away from everybody, so they've still got the social distancing thing there. But you can go sit in a park, have a wander around, uh, just go play a bit of sport if you want. Obviously, on your own, it would be much fun playing tennis or whatever. But you would be two meters apart, so you could do that. So you're allowed to do that. Uh, as from tomorrow, so Monday, if you cannot work from home, you're allowed to go to work. But please do try and avoid public transport if possible. But yeah, so a lot of people, like construction workers and this, that, and the other, are allowed to go back to work. But to be fair, I think half of them have been working anyway. I'm gobsmacked. Is, it's mental. So we've gone from. Uh, have you seen the new slogan? Be alert. Yes, be alert. What's, what's that even mean? I'm always alert anyway. Uh, well, this country needs alert. It certainly does. So we've gone from, <laughs> we've gone from stay at home, uh, protect the NHS and save lives, to be alert, uh, something to do with a virus. I can't even remember the slogan. That's how crap it is. And yeah. just kind of, yeah, be, be careful. Just watch yourself. Mind your foot. Mind the gap, effectively. That's what this new slogan is. So it's a bit crap. So I, I've decided to stick with the old one. Yeah. Stay at home, protect NHS, and save lives. So I'm going to stick with that one. I like the, the original version. Not a fan of the remake, to be honest. Well, this is it. You know, again, slight political comment, but, you know, Boris's friends are not making any money. So they have to make sure that those of us that actually do work have to go out there and get yeah. to do it so that they can make money. I've seen that and my and this is where we made this is where we made differ, but I love the fact that we can have discussions and, and not mm. fall out, it's great. But I was never a fan of Boris. I think the guy was a clown. I yeah. do think that not necessarily he, because he's got scientific backing, so it's not just him that's making all these decisions. I can't see any other way they could have handled all this, other than tonight's speech, obviously, which I do have issues with. But, I don't know, it'd gone up slightly in my estimations until tonight. But still, I don't know. Imagine what it was like if Theresa May was running the place. (laughs) No, that would be worse. Yeah, but I mean, you know, there's plenty of room for him to go up in your estimations. (laughs) To put this into perspective, (laughs) you've got the height of Uh, the Empire State Building. Yeah, pretty much. And he's gone from sub-basement two to perhaps the ground floor. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. It's (laughs) it's like watching the worst film ever, and then you watch another film, you go, that's better than the last one. 
doesn't necessarily yeah, mean it's he's good not film. saying much. No, but I don't know. It's like looking at the what I always tend to do is I watch all the news broad or well, the daily news broadcast, and then go yep. on Facebook or Twitter and just watch what everybody is saying about it. And ninety percent, ninety percent of the time, you're like, "What were you lot even watching?" Because that I've seen so many tweets going, "Did Boris just say this?" And I'm thinking, "No, he didn't." But that uh-huh. becomes news. He just said we all have to go back to work tomorrow. No, he didn't. He said if you cannot work from home, if it's not yeah. possible, you can go back to work. It's not like you, you need to get have up to selective work. hearing. They do, and that's when it gets basically. Messy. Yeah, basically, it's a case of the the news. You know, basically the 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 television, yeah. the newspapers, etc. All the press are the same in a way. Yeah. They pick up something. Twist it slightly and sensationalise it. They do, yeah. And you know it can be for the plus or for the minus. Uh, and unluckily, we're in a pretty kind of dodgy situation. So yeah, but yeah, it, like I say, people are picking up on what they want here and ignoring the rest of it. And it's like, to, to be honest, I mean, what would you if you were in charge of the country? What would you at the moment the virus rears its head? What would you have done? I I don't know what I would have done. I, I who knows. But because a lot of people obviously, like, oh my god, look at the way the government have handled this. Look at how they've messed it. Look at oh, all yeah. these people that have died, and a lot of people have died. But maybe more would have died if oh, we yeah. weren't all told to stay at home and this that. But a lot less could have died if they'd taken other steps, like several other countries have done. I'm looking at people like Germany, New Zealand, people like that. New Zealand, I think, is probably one of the best ones that have handled it all. So far, yes. yeah, yeah, because I've been watching. They've only just dropped down to. Uh, they've now got a what do you call it, like a DefCon type thing now, mm. a scale which they yeah. which he announced on his broadcast, and we are currently at level four, nearly touching three, so we'd be like three point nine at the minute. Now New Zealand have just dropped to three, in the past yeah. week or so, so they were at a four. Yeah, but it's. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know. You you do see the way that some people react on social media, and you're like, look, what do you want? You know, it's like these same people when when the government come out and go, right, you've all got to stay at home. They were online going, oh, he can't tell us what to do. I'm not going to do this, that, and the other. I'm going to do what I want. Blah 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 blah. And then if he turns around and says, oh, you can all go out now, it's like, oh, I don't care. He wants us all to die. So there there is an element where it's like whatever he says, they will just go, oh, you're an idiot, and not follow the information. The problem is, as we've stated before, um, there's a lot of reliance on common sense. And sadly, it's not common. No, it's really not. And I've seen that. <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, the, the problem that uh, the, one of the large reasons for the, the high death toll is people just, they aren't social distancing. Again, oh. I've, I went since we recorded last. I'd been to <laughs> Asda like a week or so ago. It's a mess. I've got the same. It's, Go it's an absolute <laughs> mess. It's yep. horrendous. And then these are the same people that will go home and slag Boris off going, oh, well, bloody idiot. I, I yep. don't, well, stay, stay in your house. It's mad. This is it. I, I did the same as you. I've done on Friday, I did my weekly big shop. Yeah. You know, basically, I, I'd eaten myself out of house and home, so I needed to go out. Yeah. So I went and came back with four massive bags of shopping, mm-hmm. what have you. Um, but it was one of those where going round Asda, they finally got 
the route worked out. So the arrows point all the right way now. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. At the end of aisles that you're not meant to go down, you're meant to come up the other way, there's a do not enter sign. Brilliant. Okay. No one's taking a blind bit of notice. No. You know, people are going down the wrong aisles. The staff themselves, and as you pointed out last time, are not observing social distancing. Nope. You know, it's... <laughs> They're not helping themselves. They're not, but then they will <laughs> blame everybody else if they get sick. Apart from them, yeah. Yeah, apart from, from them. I mean, I've gone the wrong way up an aisle. If I've gone up an aisle, I think, oh, I need to go back. The only time I will go the wrong way in the arrow is if there is nobody else on that aisle, which yep. luckily in, in the, the ASDA I use, certain aisles are quite like the light bulb one, for example. Yeah. But if there's people coming up the other way, I will walk all the way around the roundabout and just come back you up again. go down the next yeah. aisle and come back up. But even if I'm going the wrong way down the aisle and there's nobody on the aisle, I actually walk backwards because it kind of makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> walking backwards. So if somebody comes around the corner, I just go back into forward gear again. But Yeah. It's... You look like you'd been just kind of, oh, I've, I've just backtracked to two steps because I'd walked past the bit that I wanted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's, I don't know, it just makes me angry. It's like it's not difficult so we've just celebrated or celebrated uh ve day 75 and you think yes. 75 years ago that's just over 75 years ago the world was horrible it was dangerous you your house could get bombed and all, you know crazy stuff going on we're being asked to just stay in your house just watch tv can't do it within seven or eight weeks the country as the world has lost its mind it can't cope with staying in its house it's, it's the number crazy. of people that want to go out for a drink or want a haircut. Yeah. Because I'm sorry. I mean, again, we'll put this in perspective. I know it's the exact kind of other end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned World War II. Yeah. Let's look back at Anne Frank. Yes. You know, over in Amsterdam, I believe it yeah, was. Yeah, it was, yeah. And how many years did their family spend locked in an attic being quiet? More than seven weeks. That much I do know. Yes. Yeah, long enough to write a book. Yeah. Yeah, it was well over six months. So yep. let's not worry too much yet. Isn't it weird, though? I do find it, 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 the whole viral aspect of it is very scary, of course, but I find watching how people react just fascinating. It is oh, yeah. It's like a human zoo. I mean, you, you online, looking out the window, supermarkets, all sorts. People are just, they can't cope. It's like, what? It's very well, strange. Again, going to the global news, what about the Muppets in the state capital? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of armed Muppets take over a state capital or whatever and demand to be able to go out and get McDonald's. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. A lot yeah. of people were uh, so were talking about, because there was, there was hints that like you just touched upon at the beginning where they may relax the lockdown today or, you know, yeah. announce it t today for tomorrow and stuff. And they were like, oh, I don't want to go out. I don't want to do this. Just don't go out then. It's not hard. <laughs> it's like They're relaxing it, not making it mandatory. Yes. Now, what they did... Yeah, it's not a case of, oh, right, we've taken off, so you've got to go out tomorrow. So, <laughs> so I put a tweet out before, say, because they were, they were always saying, Boris was saying that this announcement tonight was going to be a roadmap for the future. You use this word roadmap quite a lot. I put a tweet out saying that wasn't so much a roadmap, it's more like a broken sat-nav. And with all the idiots out there, we're going to end up in a lake. <laughs> and it's pretty yes. much... Because it will. People look at it, and even then on Twitter, people are like, well, I want to go. So can I go? Can I go out now? Well, you can, but why should you stay at you home? Don't get sick. Would you say 
that whole thing of, right, you're allowed to go out and get as much exercise as you want. Yeah. As you well know, I live at the seaside. Mm-hmm. I am now, in light of that, fully expecting the prom packed. to be packed with cars from Wednesday and yeah. people walking. Yep. You know, basically, people people won't take that as I'm allowed to go out and get exercise locally. That's a case of, oh, great, I can go to the seaside again. In it, they'll be like, "Yay, we're, or we're I can go up into the lakes, or I can go into the dales. We're allowed out now. Yay! No, it's yeah. not. It's not that. No. <laughs> so this is because uh, people were. Somebody on Twitter said, "Oh my God, is, is us furlough finished? We've got about a no. Not that's not being altered whatsoever." <laughs> uh, so what they've said was they're gonna. You could actually start going to garden centres from midweek as well. Apparently, I don't know why garden centres were a thing, but you can do that if you want. So you get your apparently exercise. it's an essential thing. Uh, as an <laughs> apparently, apparently, yeah. Never mind going and visiting people. Go get some seeds to plant some lettuce in your garden or whatever. Yeah. You're okay with that. You know, but, local uh, butchers, bakers, no, no, they're still closed. You're still going to get it from the supermarket, but you can go to the garden centre. Some primary schools may start letting the toddler kids back in from the beginning of June, but this is all dependent on. Because it's okay if the, they're under five if you get them killed. <laughs> exactly, it's right. You're not that attached to them, to be fair, eh? If they're like no, three or four, you, you got yeah. a new one. Exactly. So yeah. it's not like you've had it for <laughs> ten years or whatever. You go, right, I'll <laughs> get a new one. Um, oh, we're cynical. <laughs> <laughs> so they may start relaxing that, but that's dependent on how the first stage. So stage two is June. Stage uh-huh. three, some shops and some restaurants may open, but that depends. Restaurants? Yeah, that may depend on, uh, so you might McDonald's maybe. So this will oh. depend on the first, the second, the third one. But you just know that, that there there will be a second wave because the idiots are all oh, going to yeah. go sit in the park and, you know, the, the prom is going to be packed. Well, I know, what's it, there have been various drive through KFCs and <laughs> Yeah, what have you? I've seen the pictures of these, it's crazy. and the queues are round the block. And it's a case of what's so special about getting a, a you know a, a drive-through KFC or drive-through you know Starbucks? I don't know. Apparently something. Yeah. Apparently something special. So I'm, I'm I, I don't know. I just can't understand it. It baffles me. It really does. It really does baffle me. But, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the update. So you've not missed much. Nothing has changed other than Wednesday. You can uh, go play badminton if you wish. But, yeah. you know, you've still got to um, stay two metres apart from people. So no kind of just knocking it just across the net. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, Got to play front court, back court type thing. Yes. So yeah. how is furlough treating you? We shall, we shall gradually move off the, the COVID topic, but I think it's important because I named the first one we ever did was, uh, I called it the lockdown episode or, or Bob gets, yes. Bob gets, for, Bob gets Bob lockdown, gets I didn't or something like that. And yeah. then whenever this lockdown ends, I will call it the end to lockdown. So this, these are kind of like a diary series of podcasts that people can do. So we will, we'll touch upon each episode, but how is, how's furlough going? Um, not bad. I'm actually getting quite well on now with emptying boxes and sorting things, so I'm enjoying that. Yep. Uh, I have gone a bit stir-crazy at times. Um, I had a bit of a kind of middle of the week to the back end of the week. I wasn't feeling particularly myself. Not in as far as ill, just 
pretty down in a way. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time sleeping. Yeah. It does hit you. <laughs> and reading. I, I got all that near the beginning of the lockdown part because I, yeah. I, I thought, this is great. I'm going to be at home. I, pff, I'm not going to be traveling to work, so I can just write loads. So I get loads and loads. And I just I had no creativity whatsoever. And then it all came <laughs> back. So it sounds like you've got that part, but later on than I did. Yeah. I think it is one of those things. It's a case of you go through bits where you're keeping busy. Yeah. But then you get to a point, at some point, it's, it, I think it'll hit everyone if it hasn't already. Mm. And like you say, it's basically a case of you're kind of there. It's a case of I know I've got stuff that I really need to do or that I could do. But it's just the same as I did yesterday. And you start getting a bit kind of. I don't know, melancholy, perhaps. And... I do a list because I have, you know, that I've got whiteboards yeah. in my room, and I, I do actually have a list. Oh, as, uh... Perhaps I should go out to a garden centre and get a chalkboard. <laughs> just go go out to a garden centre, <laughs> buy one of them barbecues, sit in the bar, <laughs> get everybody around you, and just have a good old barbie. And well, and you don't have to do it half an hour. You can do it as long as you want, apparently. It's funny you should mention that. Um, one of the things that has been happening over the last couple of weeks, uh, my boss at work, um, who I'm furloughed from, kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, is trying to keep the team still working together as a team, even those of us that are on furlough. So um, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if I mentioned this the last time, but um, he, I'd basically... There was a knock on the door, and there was a delivery that I'd not ordered. Okay. I thought, this is a bit odd. You know, box there. And I thought, oh, looks kind of bottle-shaped. I can't remember ordering anything. Opens it up. Bottle of beer. I thought, that's really odd. Someone sending me a bottle of beer. I thought, who'd have done that? Corona, is it? No, no. (laughs) No, it was a real All right. Uh, I thought, I could only narrow it down to two people, but... um, Anyway, a bit later on, I got a phone call from my boss. And it's a case of, uh, did you get what I sent? No, nope. send me another one. Case, oh, <laughs> it was you. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. So it turns out they sent these. And uh, he said, right, you know, we're having a team meeting tonight over Teams, which is, yes. you know, kind of communication stuff. I think everybody on planet Earth is using that. Teams must be like, uh, yes. I think Teams and Zoom it? are the two preferred. Yeah. Skype's like, hello. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, basically, it's a case of we had this, and I'm a bit dubious thinking, this is a bit out of the blue, you're getting a bottle. Uh, is this going to be a case of, yeah, we've decided that despite we're putting people on furlough, it's going to be a case of winding the business up. Yep. So I'm a bit dubious. Anyway, 6 o'clock came round, logged in and what have you. Everyone of the team was online, you know, and what have you. And all had been sent a bottle of beer, and I'm thinking, this is a bit dubious. But no, it was literally just a social thing to get us together. Oh, that's really and nice. And started, yeah, started as a weekly occurrence. So basically, the last working day of the week, mm-hmm. so this last week was Thursday, at 6 o'clock, everyone's online with a bottle of beer. You know, basically, we had to provide our own this week. <laughs> what? Yep. Well, this is it. Apparently, the postage costs more than the beer. Oh, okay. So anyway, yeah, basically did that, and I thought it was a great thing. It is. And, but like I say, um, this week, of course, with Teams being a video camera thing as well, yeah. you can see what you know, anyone that's talking and what have you, and it pops up with their picture that their PC, laptop, you know, mum, um, tablet or phone is seeing. <laughs> so it was quite fun at six o'clock seeing several of them out in the back gardens running barbecues. <laughs> I bet you know, it for the family, I thought. It's a nice day. Why not? 
Yeah, why not? It's a weird world that we live in. <laughs> it's very <laughs> strange. But uh, I was saying to my team leader the other day, um, I said, I love working from home. So if, oh, no, I miss the office. I'm like, I don't genuinely do not miss the office. I said, I'm hoping that the powers that be create a list called the working from home list and put my name on it right at the very top. Because I would. I would do in a heartbeat. To me, I would love um, some of the guys in our kind of, you know, our firm and in our team as well. Um, because they live a bit further away than anyone else, they've got written into their contract as it was that they spend, they basically, they get two days a week to work from home. So I would love that to be expanded to more and more people. I mean, you know, it's like, say, can you imagine if they did that for you? Okay. Yeah. You've, you've got, you know, your usual shift of four on four off. So two of those four, you can work from home. Yeah. You'd jump at the chance. I would jump at I'm more productive work-wise at home. Well, this is it. You get less interruptions. I get less interruptions. I've got my own keyboard, which I'm mm. fully used to. There's no hot desk in. I've yep. got my own. Um, I've got it's like an ergonomic-type keyboard. I've got an ergonomic gaming mouse, which is great. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm loving it. You can, this is it. Your PC is set up the way that you like it. Yeah. So it works for you. Yeah. You know, at work, you've got to conform to work standards kind of well you have and then you know in the workplace i'm at not the one i'm at now because it's my my house but the office yeah, but the office if we're going we in. like moving <laughs> desks every week or so so you've got to get used uh-huh. to a new keyboard no 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 and, not and they must have about five or six different styles of keyboards and you're, oh, you're probably oh. a bit like me we go well i like that style but i don't like that one yeah you get used to using one yeah i mean like I say at home at the moment i'm using a laptop because i'm still setting up the beast but I've got used to the keyboard. Same, you know, with my keyboard at work is one, you know, is a layout and it feels, you know, you get, you, it's like you say, the more you use them, the more you're used to it. And even if you're using two or three like that, you can swap between them quite easy. Yeah, of course. Because you're used to them. I mean, I was fascinated by the chat that we had a couple of weeks back where I was on about pat testing. And you said, well, you don't need to get it pat tested because there's no, it's not powered supplied. And I'm like, I told I told Annette that, and we're both going to take our mice and potentially keyboards into the office and see if we can get away with yeah. it. So, because it is, it's I suffered a bit from RSI because of the crappy yeah. mice and the crappy keyboard. And over the years, yeah. I've typed just crazy amounts. Even when I'm not at work, I'm typing, mm-hmm. and, and I've cut that down to a certain extent now. But uh, using the ergonomic stuff and the keyboard that I like, it's solved a lot of that problem. Well, this is it. Your keyboard and mouse at home. Mm. You know, I don't need to know the details, but I'm kind of guessing in, you know, you're probably similar to me. Your keyboard has cost you upwards of 20 quid each. Yeah, I think the keyboard I paid, I think I paid about 30 quid for it because it's a gaming keyboard. Because I need... Your mouse probably similar. Mouse is 25 quid, yeah. Yeah. At work, you'll be lucky if they spent £4.95 on the mouse and probably similar on the keyboard. Oh, easily. They have them padlocked. (laughs) to the they do I'm not even kidding they have on padlock so you know because what we used to do go I don't like that why would you want to nick I don't know but (laughs) you would go in you go right well that's the desk you're sitting at so you go well I don't like that keyboard because it's some keyboards you've got to press harder to get the you know the response and I'm not a fan of those because you do that for 10 hours your fingers are like the end of your fingers are no or the other ones where they're very flat so there's very 
there's not little travel. The, you know, the idea. little uh, so the keys aren't very big. I'm not a fan of yep. those either. So I like look, a regular Maybe. looking keyboard. So we go. Can I swap a kit? No, no, I can't. It's a, it's a four quid keyboard. I'm not going to nick yeah. it. It's if if I was going to nick it, why why would I swap it? Yeah. So, but luckily they're all USB, so you can unplug it from the actual PC part. Just put it <laughs> around the back and just make sure you plug it back in in the morning. But I yeah. I do like working from home. I'm very happy with it. So uh, it sounds like we're going to be working from home for at least for the next month or so. Look looking at this roadmap. So yeah, you know. Well, this is it. I mean, we're what beginning to middle of May. Yeah. You know, they'd originally, I mean, our works had basically put us on furlough till the end of June. Yeah. So in theory, I'm kind of coming up to middle of this week is halfway through my furlough period, I suppose, because I've gone through all of the, all of April. So middle of this month will be middle of my furlough. So, yeah, and in theory, they may extend that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if things aren't any, you know, significant, pardon me, significantly better, they will hopefully extend it. Yeah. Or not. You know, or even if they do say kind of, right, you know, okay, yeah, you're off furlough, but again, work from home. And I think that's probably the best option for you, you know, g- going yeah. on. I mean, furlough is great, but it's like, would you want to do it permanently? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But then you start, you start I mean, losing your skills and stuff. It's like I was speaking to Rob uh earlier on in the week he's having a, a birthday party for his daughter today so that's why he's not here yeah. but uh, he's been looking on like uh, open university and his free courses and all sorts it's like these all his free stuff so people stuck at home a bit bored just do some courses free ones out there well this is it it's a case of one of the guys my team leader not my boss but my team leader on one of these meetings basically said to me have you started looking at the uh, you know basically the videos for blah mm-hmm. Because there's a, a new product that we're coming, you know, coming on board with when we go back, um, all to do with telephony, etc. So it basically, this was mooted at the beginning of the year. Um, another three three members of the team had already been earmarked to do the training for this, and have been doing, but they've basically, you know, my my team leader asked me if I've started it because. Basically, my boss, the director, Dan, had basically suggested in a chat that I had with him, he said, get on and do the training for that if you want. Yeah. Keep your hand in. He said, it can, it can do nothing but stand you in good stead. Exactly. You, and if you are well-versed in blah, yeah, that's you know, not a bad thing, is it? And the other thing is we've got access to computer-based training online. Yeah. So we've only got a certain number of licenses for that. But it's basically a case of I said to them, can you organize so that I've got access to getting on so that, you know, give it another week or so, I'll start firing through various ones of that. Get some certification under me now. Yeah, why not? I mean, I haven't done anything like that yet, but I've finished the Stockholm script that I had to write, so that's all yes. done and dusted. I've sent that off to Lemis's mum. I'm just very nervously waiting for her to read that and then come back with, with oh. some notes. So well I've done. printed out a, <laughs> a couple of the really old ones that I wrote 20 years ago and I'm going to go through those and just be horrified at the crap writing. I did tw- see if I can update that. <laughs> I've been going through a lot of the video footage, so a lot of the sci-fi whale stuff and making sure yeah. that any panels that I've got 
are on the from page to screen youtube channel so i uploaded uh, i've seen those popping the, the, <laughs> the tabitha lions one i put up oh, which i only pretty much introduced that but it's an interesting uh interesting panel and i, I was going to say that goes back to the first year we were there wasn't 2015 it? that one but the, the panel yeah. because i i didn't really do a q and a on that one i just introduced it and yeah, they basically run they, it themselves. They run it themselves. But I thought, you know what, I'm in it, yeah. so that can go online. So I put that one up yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Emma Dark panel. I've still got the T-shirt for. Have you still got that one? I've still got a sign. If you remember, I won it in the um, in the, the the auction at the end. Yes. Yeah. So I uh, <laughs> uploaded that one. Uploaded the Emma Dark panel, which also wasn't Excellent. online. I've um, oh. I've I'm trying to piece together the Game of Thrones with Ian White and crew and also the the star wars (laughs) tina simmons because they are incomplete video wise yeah but i've got the complete audio so what i've had to do is put the audio track down and then find the videos and then synchronize them some jigsaw in it so then what i'll have to do then is somehow (laughs) fill the gaps where there aren't video footage and that was something i decided to do you know during my work shifts so i'm thinking yeah I ain't really got time to do that now because I'm working, but it's a good idea, so I'll write it on my list and I'll do it at some point. So, Well, this is it. When you come to actually kind of um, basically rendering the video, because yeah. that takes a while. Oh, I could do that while you... I'm working, yeah. Yeah, you just start, start that running in the background. Yeah, that takes a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, So I've got that. So I'm just going through all the footage. I've been faffing around with the from com website, which I've just yeah. tidied it up and removed a lot of categories. That's looking a lot better. So I've um, each week, because obviously I could see how many people look at it, and how many people visit it. I'm on my seventh week uh, that ends at midnight tonight where it's got busier every single week. Now, the, the law of averages <laughs> say it's not going to do that every single week. but So I'm just seeing how many weeks I can go before yeah. it dips a bit. But it was uh, it's, it's getting busier and busier. And it's like, oh, it's because everybody's at home. I'm like, no, it's because everybody loves the website. It's nothing yeah. to do with the fact that people have nothing else <laughs> to do. There's... Well, I mean, this is it. It's a case of a lot of the times when you're putting up the panels that were videoed, etc., from you know, kind of sci-fi Wales, the people that will have been there, if they see that it's up, will want to watch them. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, I was on that one. I want to listen to it. Yeah, and you're getting kind of, you know, people that way. I think there's, at the minute, because I I created a playlist, just because I had to go through it first and go, I don't even know which ones are missing. So I dug out the programs from the the four years of sci-fi Wales, wrote (laughs) down all the panels, then found the footage and then ticked off ticked off the ones that were on YouTube. So I think there's, I think it's seven or eight that aren't on there yet. And then, oh. and then there's all the other stuff. It's like Desi's Ghostbusters show and yes. all this wealth of footage that's just sat on a hard drive doing nothing. So I'm trying to get that all online. Well so, done, well uh, done. But yeah, that's a... Uh, I must admit, what is it? One of the ones that, with emptying the boxes, I came across, and don't tell Rob... <laughs> Came across my staff passes for um, the uh, you know, for sci-fi. Oh, Wales, I, I so. kept all still with the lanyard. Oh, I kept. Yeah, <laughs> Rob, I've, I stole all mine, dude. I've, I never. I think there was there, so there was I. one year when I'm like, "Do you need these back?" And he went, "Yeah, I need these back." And I'm like, "All right." And and then the morning when we're leaving, I'm like, "I'm off." I know I've got them all. Yeah, before we have oh, them I've, back, <laughs> I've got I think three actual lanyards, but I have got every single pass. Because yeah, you know. I'm loving them. I don't care. I don't care. Never mind. Don't tell Rob. Rob, I stole your passes. And so did Bob, because we enjoyed <laughs> ourselves so much. So you know, exactly. Get yeah. over it. <laughs> yeah. um, 
I was going to say, Rob, you know, don't know if you're going to be listening to this, but if you are, please, 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 when you can, I know it's a bit tough for this year, but, you know, please organize another one. If you need help with it, we're here. You know, and like I say, we really want to come to I'd be, I'd be lost being in a room with people nowadays. Like, what? <laughs> I go into Asda now, I'm like, I don't like this. There's at least six people on this aisle. I'm getting out of here. This is well freaky. So, I was going to say, I can imagine you hosting a panel from two meters. Well, I was I was chatting to John Chalice on Twitter last week, and we're on about Comic Cons, and he said, you know, we were both chatting about how we miss Comic Cons, and he said, well, it's not so much the Comic Cons; it's the problem, it's the selfies. And I'm thinking, that's a good point. Yeah. Hi, John. I'm a big fan of yours. Can I stand next to you and give you a hug? No. <laughs> Get out of my face. Stand two meters away. Mind you, what is it? One of the things I have noticed. Um, Rob won't thank me for mentioning this. Uh, one of the other cons, I forget which it is, but um, as advertising on Facebook, yeah. the con is still going ahead, but it's going ahead online. Yeah, I've seen it. So all the panels are done via something like Teams or Zoom. Could you imagine? Imagine if it was Skype. So, um, oh, um, oh um, I, I, so can you? Can you? No, no, you go first. No, you. No. Oh, no, he's gone. Oh, my God. Can't can't even imagine. Yeah. But I think San Diego Comic-Con are doing a lot of virtual stuff this year. Yeah. But I don't know how that works. It's, if they're doing it, are you still going to have to buy a ticket? Or is it just a case of, well, I'm just going to do it free online? <laughs> well, I'm not being no, funny, I, but I'm I, not paying 100 quid for a virtual Comic-Con. Well, again, <laughs> if I was running a convention, I'd quite happily, you know, if I hadn't had, well... I suppose it's one of those things. If you have to pay for these people to come online to do the things, you might, I don't know whether you charge or set it up on a Twitch or something like that, where, you know, kind of you're at least getting some kickback. Yeah. I know, it's, it's but interesting. It, you know, but it, on the plus side, if you're putting these out, you know, where you're basically doing, like say, you've got someone like yourself that's hosting a panel and you've got three or four people on, and you're asking questions that people have sent in, you know, you're basically doing that. And it's, if as long as you're not having to pay out too much, that's fantastic PR for the next year. Well, I noticed uh, on Instagram, probably about three, four days ago, Idris Elba was just, he just popped up on Instagram, he's doing a video, just answering people's questions. Jason Mazza from Hooligan Factory and a whole bunch of other stuff, he, he's been doing a weekly Instagram chat where people can go ask him questions about how to be a, produ- how to be a producer, all this sort of stuff. So he's doing those weekly things. So I think as as nice as it is for them to give back, it's also it's doing them a favour as well, isn't it? Because they've got something well, to look it's PR for it's them. PR for them, exactly. And I think one yeah. of the things that will come out of this is we will all remember the little shopkeepers that stayed open that were nice. Yes. And you know the shop across the road from me had been great, always stocked up, always polite. This that and the other. Ask how I was, how's work going, blah blah blah. So they will get more business from me in the future. So, well, this is it. I think I'd be the same. Mm. It's a case of you go to the place, you'll end up going to the places like Asda, etc., for your tinned goods, maybe, yeah. you know, things, you know. But you'll be finding, as you say, probably a local milkman for your milk, um, you know, or a local shop like that for your fresh milk. 
um, bread you'll be going to your, co- your local corner shop or a local baker's if you've got if you're lucky enough to have one. Um, like I say, butchers, bakers, green grocers, similar thing. If you've got one that you know is local, you'll be using them because I don't know. You can build a rapport with them. Plus, I've always found with things like green grocers, the produce is ready to use then. I don't know about you, but whenever I go into places, you know, as does Tesco's, the big places, if you're buying fresh fruit is the big one. You know, you want a melon. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's a case, oh, yeah, I, I just had a feel, yeah, I just fancy a melon or a pineapple, say. And it's a case of, right, you fancy that now. <laughs> yeah. You go in there, and it's a case of, yeah, I can get a melon. It'll be ripening next week. It's <laughs> with bananas, isn't it? Oh, these will be nice in a week yeah. and a half. I want them now. That's exactly, why I'm yeah. buying them. I want a banana. Yeah, which is where, like I say, your local bakers, your local greengrocers, etc., your local butchers are going to be better. Yeah, you know, it, it, again, I mean, I mean, you know, when I used to live over there, there was a butchers over there that I used. Uh, I'll shamelessly name drop. Um, Mark Harrison's Butchers yep. on Bake Up Road in Rottenstall. Uh, so he, basically, I got a really good rapport with them. And, you know, I, I'd love to find a butcher's the same way over here that I can build up that rapport with. You can walk in, you can have, you know, they recognize you instantly. Yeah. You can have a good natter. They know the kind of things that you like. And it's a case of, you know, sometimes you'll go in and, you know, they'd say kind of, oh, got something that you might want to try yeah and same with like say green grocers bakers you know find a good bakers or something like that and it's a case of if you like sweet things or something like that you know you go in and there'll be a case oh i've got some vanilla slices you might like to try i used to do it with a video store somebody'd walk in and be like so what did you think of shawshank last week you know that you there you, you would go. just rem- you build yeah, a yeah, you do, and then they're like wow you remembered me you go in asda not so much i mean i go in asda some people remember me because i used to work there but gen- generally yeah. they they don't because no. of the sheer amount of people that go in and out there so but it's like you say you know yourself because you've been a shopkeeper yes. that kind of you know remembering a person's name yeah, well, I mean, you'd have known that straight away because they died on the card kind of thing. But, <laughs> but yeah, and like you say, it's a case of, you know, as as I've done with you several times, it's a case of, oh yeah, I want to watch a film. What can you recommend? Yeah, the thing, the and, thing that used to freak me out a lot, or not used to freak my bosses out when I worked at the video store but didn't own it at that point was um, when I would tell a customer, oh, don't watch that. Because <laughs> yeah. periodically the buses would happen to be there while I was. And somebody's like, is this film any good? I'd be like, no, don't. And and a couple of times they'd be like, why you, don't let him, let him rent it. Rent it. No, not let him rent it. Doesn't. I've built up a rapport yeah. with them. They trust if I send somebody home with a crap film, guess what they're not going to uh, ask me for the week after? A recommendation. A recommendation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just like, it doesn't matter what they rent as long as the and the films are all the same price anyway. So, you know. Well, this is it. I mean, you know yourself from that kind of thing. People come in, you know, when they start their, um, you know, their kind of subscription, whatever, whatever you want to call it. You know, you basically, they've got an idea of what they want to watch. After a time, you know, a time period, they've watched all the ones they know they want to watch. Mm-hmm. But you've also got a record of what they've watched. Yep. And to a certain degree, when they've been coming back, you've been asking, oh, did you like yeah. that? 
so you get the feeling of what they, you know, oh, they really enjoyed that, but they didn't enjoy that. When they come in, and it's cases of looking a bit kind of askance of kind of, you know, I don't really know what to get. It's like you say, you, you can go, oh, you liked such and such, didn't you? Yeah. Have you thought of watching this? I used to do this thing you know, where, and I could still do it to, to a certain extent, is if you give me a list of three films that you really like, then I've, I've sort you know... I, you could come up with another three I, that yeah, they probably like. I could like. give you a dozen films that you would like just off Ooh. three. And you could you could probably do it if you speak to your workmates or whatever eventually when you're back in the office next year, oh, yeah. <laughs> 2020, whatever it is. Go, all right. Yeah, I've learned from the give me, give me Give me three <laughs> films you like, and they'll go, oh, I like, oh, I like uh, Shawshank, and I like uh, Leon, and you know, like, you could go, right, I know what sort of films you like, and you could just fire recommendations down at them, depending yeah. on those three films. I must admit, I've done it a bit already with kind of some of the younger guys at work yeah because of course a lot of younger people have not watched a lot of the older films you know someone in their 20s probably hasn't really watched anything from the 80s <laughs> you go, have you watched titanic oh no i don't like old films what <laughs> get get <up. laughs> that's yeah, when they get a slap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean you know yourself yeah it, it's easy to do you've had it yourself at work yeah. you know people have said kind of oh yeah I really like this. And it's because, oh, yeah. If you like that person, you'll make a recommendation. Exactly. And if you don't like them, you'll give them a different <laughs> recommendation and go, right, I'm going to make you watch a really long, terrible film. Yeah. So, um, so talk. Have you thought of The Seventh Seal? So that's, <laughs> see, Seventh Seal, I never need to watch that film ever again. And I, I don't like it. I don't see the appeal of it, but I'm very glad I watched it because it's, cause it's yeah. part of film history. So. It's one of those that is, you know, like you say, it's always mentioned of kind of, oh, yeah. I mean, you know yourself, it's it's nearly always in the thousand and one movies you must yes. watch. You know, so it's a case of, yeah, I've watched it. I don't appreciate it. It's not my kind of film, but I'm glad I've watched it. Yeah, definitely. It. Yep. You know, it's, it's not just a case of I can put a tick on it. It's a case of, right, I can see why people appreciate it. It's not my style. But I can see why people appreciate exactly. it. And then if you don't like it, you can go, I don't like it. If you've not watched it, you can't say you don't yeah. like it because you've never watched it. But again, if you've watched it and you've got an opinion and you voice that to someone like yourself, mm -hmm. you know, it gives you more of an idea of what that person likes or doesn't like. And you can make more accurate you know, predictions and suggestions. Exactly. So yeah. have you watched... What have you watched since we last? I've watched a whole bunch because I decided I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting snowed under with stuff to watch. I have not. It's weird. It's like I'm on lockdown and I can't leave the house, but I still have yeah. not got enough time to watch or do everything. I really, that's been annoying yep. me this week. About how could I not have enough time? I never leave the house. <laughs> this is insane. So that's something I'm working on. But I decided yeah. to have my list of ten shows on the go at once. And then yes. I can't watch another film, another TV show, until I finish until. something off the list. So, <laughs> and it works for me. That is working like a charm. So, since Excellent. we last recorded, I have finished all of season one of Ozark on Netflix. Ooh, um, I don't even know that one. Very Go good on, show. Please, please Jason Bateman is a uh, money launderer in Chicago, yeah. I believe. Things go a little yeah. bit wrong, and and 
his partner ends up dead and he's given pretty much like an offer he can't refuse it's like move to the ozarks which is this beautiful place in this in uh, america somewhere so, uh, yeah. and you can set up some businesses and i want you to launder a ton of money for me and if you don't do it you're dead Okay, so he moves to a very small town in America and starts to try set up this money laundering thing. There's three seasons of it currently on Netflix. So I've seen all of seasons. It's about 10 episodes each, so it's not like a huge one. It's kind of like a Breaking Bad type thing. So it's one of those shows, if you like Breaking Bad, you will probably like Ozark. If you really don't like Breaking Bad or that type of storyline, then maybe you will like Ozark. But it's definitely it's worth watching. What about if you've never watched Breaking Bad? Um, <laughs> then, then you should dig out those Blu-rays that I think I bought you at some point. Watch them. But no, no, it's all on Netflix. Yeah, no, I think I genuinely think you would like it because it's a very serious thriller yeah. drama that's that's quality made. Well, I must admit, yeah, you've very rarely gone wrong with your suggestions to me, so I, I will add that to my list of you know to watch. It's watches. one of those shows. I would say, give it two episodes. Not necessarily. I'm not saying mm-hmm. the first episode is slow, but just give it and give it two episodes, and if you like them, carry on. If if you go, you know, what, it's kind of not for me. Then, then you have tried. But I would definitely. I would. I always give them four episodes. Just uh, we've discussed this one before. Four episodes should give you a good that's idea. It. So that's my Netflix one. One of my Netflix recommendations. <laughs> I have finished off season ten of NYPD Blue. Yes, I have been very Aww. very busy at work, and I've also managed to watch twenty two episodes of NYPD Blue <laughs> Season 10. <laughs> Obviously on my days off. Uh, not at work, because I'm busy concentrating at work. So I've watched Season 10 of that, and still a great show. Love it. I've watched uh, all six episodes of Season 1 of Bulletproof, starring Noel Clark, Jason Mazza from The Hooligan Factory, and Ashley Walters. Uh, Rob's been banging on about this show for weeks. He loves it more than Star yeah. Trek Picard. I think it is a good show. I think it's very much like a UK TV version of Bad Boys. This, it's that's got a lot to say. It, it's good. I think the chemistry between Noel Clark and Ashley Walters is definitely one of the stars of it. They've they've got a good a like. good chemistry together. So season ten, I believe, is ten episodes. Season, season two. two, yeah, exactly. Season, yeah, <laughs> Rob's getting all excited. Season ten, Rob's like, episodes. yes, we've got a ten episode, ten season show there. Season two, which I've not yet seen, is ten episodes, I think. And Rob does say that season two is better, but season one is pretty good. Uh, and that was, well, this is it. I suppose season one, you've kind of you're setting the groundwork, if yeah. you would, and you know, basically building the the background. So. Like you say, season two normally does get a little better. Yeah, it does. It's introducing all the characters so, and the style of the show and yeah. all this sort of stuff is season one. Uh, and that, I must admit, it's one that I've, I've looked at when it first came out. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but it's one that I do want well, to do. Well, I picked it up on DVD probably months and months ago, and it just sat there on a pile of things I really want to watch. But I... But I just don't have the time to watch it. And, and because of this list of 10, it's a case of, right, well, yeah. I finished Ozark. What can I start next? Right, Bulletproof, because yeah. that's six episodes. I can knock that out in a week, obviously, on my days off, not while I've been at work. Um, so, I've, I've I believe you. to be fair, bullet, Bulletproof, <laughs> I did actually finish on my days off, but I'm not getting into the NYPD Blue uh, discussion because that may have a yeah. different answer. Definitely. <laughs> so Annette has been watching things on BritBox, which is the other 
Yeah, another. I've tried to make sure I'm watching things from different streaming platforms so people can get recommendations. Now, I've heard a lot of Jerry Anderson yeah. stuff has gone on to Britbox. Joe Ninety, um, some Thunderbirds. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of that dropped on in the past week or so. And uh, with Britbox, you can sign up for a free trial as well. So, hover, hover. Might do that just to kind of flatten all the Jerry Anderson Did? stuff. Worth doing. <laughs> And I think it's like five ninety nine a month as well. So you go, well, oh, you, know, you, you, you sign up for a month, go, well, that's six quid, done. Yeah. Hammer everything, right, cancel it now. So so yeah. she has been watching Cracker on uh, BritBox oh, and Robbie Goldtrain. Gold she's seen some of those, but she'd never seen them all. So there are three seasons, because there was only three seasons of that show, plus, that? Oh, plus two standalone stories. Yeah. So they're all on there. Pretty much all the episodes of Cracker are on there. Um, I bet I've not watched all of them, but I, I, I'm, I've probably hammered two seasons of that, I, I think reckon. I've seen them all because I had the big VHS box set. I've seen them all. Yeah. I might not have seen the very, very last one because it was on in the mid-90s. And then it went away wow. and then came back. And there was an episode called White Ghost, which I think was he'd come back from Hong Kong or Japan or China or something. Yeah. So that was that one. And then it came back for a one-off in 2006. I think it's the 2006 one I might not have seen, but they're all on BritBox as yeah. well. So oh, she, might be worth it for those she as well. Is, uh, I mean, I think you, you look on <laughs> BritBox, the amount of stuff on there. You've got all your Tinker Taylor, Smiley's People, all that stuff's on there. I think I've got all Tons, those on DVD. <laughs> so much stuff on there. <laughs> so she's watching Cracker, and she, that's yeah. what she's doing downstairs at the minute. She's battering her way through that, so she'll probably finish that off at some point. So watch that. <laughs> Disney Plus. I started yep. watching a show called Prop Culture. Now, there's, there's loads and loads of movies and TV shows and everything, all the classic Disney movies, but there's a lot of documentaries, but new ones that are on there. Now, Prop Culture is, uh, I've forgotten the name of the host, but it's I think it's about six or eight episodes, and each episode's focus yep. on a different movie. And this guy basically tracks down props from the film and then reunites them with people from the movie. So there is an episode uh, about Nightmare Before Christmas where we we see all the models (laughs) and the maquettes and all that sort of stuff on that and we, we learn a bit about how the film's made. There is one about Pirates of the Caribbean. The first one is Mary Poppins which he reunites the designer of the clothes with the actual Mary Poppins jacket. He reunites the young daughter with her hat. She's obviously not so young anymore. Um, I was going to say, is this the original this Mary is, Poppins? This is the original <laughs> Mary Poppins. So there's a lot wow. of people in that. So we get a glimpse behind the, the making of that film. The second episode, however, is my favourite because it's focused on Tron, which is mm. like... That's the one I want to watch. Jeff Bridges. So we get uh, Bruce Boxleitner's in there. We we go around to, uh, I think it's Steven Lisberger, who's the director. We get to see some of his original art and and all this sort of stuff. So they're they're all about half an hour long, but they're well interesting. So that's (laughs) prop culture on Disney+. Plus. Again, Disney+, Plus. you can sign up for a free trial, but it is only like six quid a month. So yeah. that's a very good. That was one of them where I'm like, I have no interest in getting Disney Plus, and then Annette's like, Well, I'll get it, and I've watched tons on Disney Plus, just because <laughs> there's a lot of these documentaries and stuff on there, and they're they're great. It's yeah. like just a glimpse behind the scenes of of all this sort of stuff. So 
Um, have you watched any television? We'll get on to movies in a second, but have you watched any TV? I have. I've watched several bits of mm-hmm. television. What you watched? Um, I've been... I mean, as, as you know, one of the ones that I used to collect the box sets of was uh, Law & Order um, Special Victims yes. Unit. So I've been watching a lot of that on TV. And some of the, quite a lot of the ones are thing, ones that I've not seen. And it's been a case of, oh, this doesn't well, ring any bells. It's still running that show, isn't it? It's been like 19, 19 well, years or something, that thing. Yeah. So I've, I've been really enjoying that. Um, I've been watching a lot of, I mean, you know my interest in World War yeah. Two. so I've been watching a lot of Yesterday, which is one of the channel's free views. Uh, so it's got a load of stuff on, documentaries, if you would, on World War Two and what have you. So that's a bit boring for most folks. So sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, that's basically on telly, other than some of the things that probably were on telly, I've been watching on YouTube because there was um, there was a, a program that used to be on called Tank Overhaul, and you know my thing on <laughs> yeah, tanks. No, and we're not we're not talking fish tanks. We're talking, you know, no, no. Pan, pan, yeah, armored, armored things that crush you. So yeah, I've been watching a load of those on uh, YouTube. Ca- you know, kind of rework. Some of them I'd seen before, some I hadn't. You know, because it used to be on TV that so. Um, it's quite fun because you pick up some holes in them because no disrespect, I think they were done by Americans and they've not got a perfect grasp on history. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, enough said. <laughs> so that, I'm trying to think of any other TV. I think that's basically the TV I've been watching. Okay. Uh, I was previously watching kind of The Professionals, but I've got all those on box set anyway did you so. ever watch the new professional <laughs> not the new professional the, the one with edward woodward i watched a couple i didn't really see too many i found all that i don't know if i because he, he took the cowley he role, did and he? i remember a few years ago uh, i think it was our friend martin or whatever he got me the whole series and i've still got them under like copy Ooh. dvd or whatever um i need to yeah. check to see if i still actually have those but because that yeah. only ran for like a few episodes, but uh, you can't go wrong oh, yeah. with the Gordon Jackson era. Oh no, mind you, you can't go wrong with Edward Woodward. No. I mean, some of the stuff that he was in, like you say, you know, um, you got the um, was it Callan? Oh, you, well, I was thinking the Equalizer. Yeah, equalizer I love. There's a t- yeah. that, then going further back, Callan, which I've got all the boxes. There's sets a TV from. show coming out of the Equalizer. Uh, Ooh, I don't know much don't about know. it, but I think that whatever the TV network is, they're like, yeah, we want a full series of that. So that's coming. So Watch this I don't space. know. I'm guessing it won't be Denzel, but I don't know whether it ties into that world of the Equalizer. I would imagine or whether it's so. a reboot type. Who knows? But there is a. No, I'm, I'm guessing they're going. It's going to be Americanized, and but that's. Having watched the two films, mm. I've not got a problem with that. I really enjoyed Same. them. Both. I thought the second one was better than the first one. Even all, I don't know. I thought they, I thought they were both mm. very good, but for both different yeah, reasons. Yep. The first one had a lower budget, obviously, yes. and I think it was a bit tighter because of that. Yeah. Um, the second one, they basically, oh, you know, we've done well. We've got a bigger budget now, and there was a lot more action in it. Yeah, there was. I think I remember. I remember uh, the second it, one though. A lot of people watched it at cinema and went, "Oh, it sucked." So I wasn't expecting that much, and then I picked it up on Blu-ray when it came out. Thought, "Oh, here we go." And I really enjoyed no. it. I thought it was really good. I thought it, in a way, one and two 
um, I don't know if the echo or or basically kind of precursors to um, the way that John Wick was. You know, the first one was done on a tight budget and it it shows, but it's very good. You know, it's a tight film because of it. And as you said, the more you, you know, it did well. So we've got a bigger budget for number two. So it's a bit more, I don't know, there's a lot more action, but it's a bit more spaced out. And it's a different style of film. Very much like you just mentioned John Wick. John Wick 1 and 2 and 3. John Wick 1 is very different to the style of 2 and 3. However, they're all still great. Yeah. yeah same with, in a way, the Jack Reacher yes. ones. You know, a, a lot of films. I mean, even if you go back in history, Alien, Aliens, similar thing. Terminator, Terminator yeah, 2. True. Yeah, a lot of them are done. The first one has a tighter budget. The second one, the kind of you know, it's a bigger budget, and they let themselves loose a bit more. Did do, and, so, and then sometimes they go, "Let's see what people liked about the first one," and then they make the second one, and they can't. Sometimes they get it wrong. <laughs> they go, "This is what yeah. people liked." No, Saw, for example, Saw one, cla- classic. Yes, Saw one was classic. Trend. And then they go, "Oh, people loved that film. They loved the gore. No, they loved the storyline." No. And then they just kind of went yeah. off on a tangent and. This is it. To me, I mean, you know that I'm not a fan of horror films as such. You know, not a fantastic one, because most horror films that people class as horror, I don't. I just class as, (laughs) like say, slasher fiction almost. But like you say, Saw was fantastic. Uh, You know, you know the ones that I've liked. uh, You know, Lady in Black. Sorry, Woman in Black, was it? And things like that, where it's, I don't know, I don't know. There's something different about it. Yeah, it's, I mean, the Woman in Black, the others, which is the other one. If you've not seen that, I've still not watched that. That that is on one that uh, one on my list of things that uh, you've recommended that I have still. That is watched. one of those. I remember the, the thing of three. You know, if you said, "Oh, I really like the Woman in Black," right? Watch the others. Guaranteed. If you like that, you like this. So that's yeah. definitely one of them. But uh, because that's <laughs> the, the Woman in Black, you could say is a horror film. But yeah. it's also an interesting story, and a lot of horror films are, but they they just get yes. labelled, you know. And it's yes. very difficult to go, "Hey, Bob, here's a film. Oh, it'll scare you to death." Well, now it's not going to because you're going to expect to be scared to death. Where, yeah, you know. I think that's to a certain degree. Blair Witch suffered from that for yeah. me. It was overhyped to me. If someone had just said, "This is a good film, watch," which it. is how I saw it. I mean, I, the Blair Witch yeah. Project, which is one of my favourite films, not so much one of your favourite films. I saw. I think I will rewatch it now, and I may appreciate it a I lot more. I think you probably will. But it's, you know, yeah. if somebody has said to me, watch The Blue Witch Project, this is going to terrify you. It's going to creep you out. It wouldn't have done. But I, I, I'd no. heard about this little independent film that was shot for 30 grand, and... You know, it was getting all this buzz, and some people thought it was real, and they were all yeah. confused, and had a really clever marketing campaign. And then I saw it in the cinema, and it did creep me out because I didn't know what I was going to expect. Yeah. So you know, that's this is it. I think, uh, as we've said said before, a lot of films can be victims of their own yes. hype. Yeah, quite often. Yeah, sadly, because like I say, a lot of films are very good. If you didn't have the hype to yeah. start with. And that's why a lot of the time I will go, right, I recommend that. That's it. That's all yeah. you need. Go watch it. It's fine. Let me know when you've mm. done it. 
I, I tried. Uh, this is it. Uh, experience now has told me to try and avoid hype. Yeah, always. Yeah. I even yeah. tried it with Star Wars. It's like when The Force Awakens came out, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited about this film. We get the new Star Wars film. Oh my God, the original cast are going to be back. This is going to be, no, calm down, calm down. It could be terrible. It could be terrible. And I remember <laughs> going into The Force Awakens going, it'll either be good or it won't. I'll find out. And I loved it. So, yep. 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 So, film wise, <laughs> I've watched a whole bunch. So, I've got some recommendations for you. Uh, I have watched. Uh, a film called Cry for the Bad Man, which is it's a video on demand one, so this is mainly Americans that will be able to watch this one. Uh, a small town yeah. widow played by Camille Keaton. She was the woman who was originally in I Spit on Your Grave way back, way back, wow. way back when. She, um, I remember so watching do I. that. It's creepy. It does not stand up well, that film, but it's, yeah, it's not. Again, though, it was one of those you kind of. Yeah, at the time it was yeah, banned. It was, yeah, and I remember watching it and thinking, "Okay, it's a bit gory and the subject is a bit off," but I can't see why it's banned. It's pretty much for I spit on your grave. It's not so much what you see. I think it's because it is a multiple rape film, isn't it? Yes. And I think the way that they shot that film, it does kind of titillate. Or not necessarily glorify the rape sequences, but it's if that film was remade now, which they did do a remake, you'd watch yes. it. You were kind of horrified by the rape scenes. You were like, "That I don't need to be watching that. That's horrific." But back in the seventies, when I Spit on Your Grave came out, people watched it and going, oh, "Wow, look, look what's happening!" And they weren't quite as shocked as maybe they should have been. So it was more the message. Yeah. That the film was given, I think, which is why it got banned. But it's it's very dated. But uh, so yeah, so Camille's back, and uh, she's living in a house, and it's, it has a very Western feel to it, even though it's a modern film where people go, "We want yeah. to buy your house." Well, I don't want to sell my house. Well, we want to buy your house anyway, so we're going to kick you out of it. Well, I've got a garden, so you, you come and get me if you wish. Right, we're going to come get you. Yeah. So it's like a siege type film. And Camille's really, really good in it. So that's probably one of the only ones that I've watched that you will not have heard of. Uh, I watched this. It still sounds good. Film. Uh, Midnight Run <laughs> is on Netflix. Yes. I watched that and I, I thought, do you know what? I'm in the mood to watch Midnight Run. And Annette. Oh, you can't go And Annette's like, that. what's this? I'm like, it's Midnight Run. She went, oh, I've never heard of it. And I, I was positive that I'd made her watch that a few years ago. But we put it on and she, she couldn't remember it at all and she loved it. So I, I love Oh, I'm so glad so she loved I. it. <laughs> I was laughing my head off watching. I love that film. If you'd have said that she didn't like it, we'd have had a falling yeah, out with her again. she wouldn't be living here anymore, to be fair. She didn't, she didn't like Midnight Run. <laughs> so we, we sat and watched no. that one because it was... So somebody put it on... Uh, there's a film director, J.K. Amalou. He put it on his Facebook. They'd watched it and I'm like, oh, I want to watch Midnight I've not watched that I for ages. I want to watch it now, so I thought I'm going to see if yeah. it's on Netflix, and it is. I've I've got it on. So have I. <laughs> so have I, but, but you still watched it. I still it watched it on Netflix, <laughs> just just because it was easier. I'm like, there you go. And sometimes, sometimes okay, yeah. the resolution's been upped as well on some of these. Some oh, of these good points. Yeah. But I mean, this is it. it wasn't cut. Nope. No, not at all. No, you're going to suffer from fistfights. Excellent. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> love that film so we oh, sat and watched yeah. that one that was that was one of the first ones you recommended that was one of the whenever we talk about 
blind buys, that is always one of the yeah. ones that I go back to because I was in the video store and I'm like, I have no idea what to watch. Oh, look, there's a film there. Oh, it's Robert De Niro's in it. I know him. I know his name. I'll wa- I'll watch that. Yeah. Fine. It's from the director of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Therefore, a bit, a bit of brand recognition. I'll take it home and watch it. And it was like, wow. I didn't realize it was the yeah, director. Martin Brest. Yep. Oh, excellent. That explains a lot, thinking about having watched yes. Well, that's it. why you've got Marvin in it, who's uh, John John Ashton from yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. So, yeah, so it's Good from point, the director yeah. of that. But uh, you can cannot go wrong oh. with Midnight Run. So, no. <laughs> Anyone listening to this, if you've not watched that film, please yep. do. I'm not saying, you know, you're going to love it, but if you enjoy a comedy, because that's what I'd yep. class it as, yeah, you know, please. You know, it's a feel-good movie. It's great. I must have seen that film twenty times over the years, and I still, still never tire of it. I do uh, now. I, it's one I could quite happily watch once a month. So the other film that I watched, which was on DVD, uh, I made while I was at work, obviously on my lunch, not while I was working, was <laughs> I dug out all the DVDs that I've got in the house, which is only a list of about. 25 I think that I've never ever seen so it's like right here's my pile of shame that I've been sat there for ages bang put them on a show right I'm going to start watching some of these films now so Seven Samurai ended up on that list which we may discuss later on in this episode and then there was another one called My Sister's Keeper (laughs) which is starring and I saw a trailer for it years ago and I thought you know what that film looks it looks kind of different so I want to watch that so when we were, I was yeah. out at CEX at one point and I picked the DVD up and it's been sat there for like eight months. So I'm going to watch it now. I bet it was cheap like at CEX. Quid or something like that, I think. Because it's, it's from 2009, so it's, it's an old film. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'm going to watch Can't it. So I said to Annette, I said, right, we're going to watch a film now. I've decided. Uh, she, what, what's it called? <laughs> My Sister's Keeper. She said, all right, okay. What's it about? I said, I'm not telling you. Why not? I said, because it'll ruin the plot. It's like, like six cents you don't well it's about a kid that sees dead people you don't you've, you've got to go into the film not knowing anything about it so like, you're gonna watch it yeah. you'll find out what it's about when i put it on in five minutes so and it is basically i'll give you the pitch now but it's uh it's about a little girl who i think she's probably about 10 or 11 i think and yeah. she looks to uh get em- medically emancipated from her parents who are trying to make her donate a kidney to save her older sister. So it's Ooh. a very interesting film. So Cameron Diaz, Alec Baldwin yeah. plays a lawyer in it. And it's Annette was broken by the end of this film. <laughs> she was broken from pretty much near it because she didn't know anything about this film at all. Pretty much from the beginning when she twigged what the plot was, she was just, she was crying sand by the end of this film. She was devastated she was not happy it was like watching the ending of the mist but for two hours <laughs> so, it's like, so it's not a feel well, no, it kind of is but it's just it's you know sometimes when you go you know what i'm gonna watch the type of film that i never normally watch i'm not normally yeah. the sort that would watch oh do you know what i want to watch a rom-com but some of them are actually quite good um and yeah. Annette, she was on the phone to her daughter and she said oh watch my sister's keeper it's a pure chick flick and i went no 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 it's not it's not a chick flick. It's a it's a really good film, and I'm so glad I watched it. But it's like it's not a chick flick because I watched it and I liked it. It's, it's I'm not checking. Chick. I've checked. It's, it's definitely not. <laughs> so yeah, my sister's keeper. 
that's off my list. So that was very, very good. But yeah, you will end up with dust allergies if you watch that one, unless you have oh. a heart of stone like me. Swinging uh, so I decided to jump back <laughs> to Netflix again and watched a film called Geostorm, which was hailed as a... Again, have you heard I've of that heard one? Of it's that. widely known as a really bloody awful film. But I quite enjoyed it because it was a stupid action kind of 2012 sort of yeah. disaster movie type thing. Uh, Jared Butler, yeah. he's a designer of the International Space Station type thing that sorts all the weather out, stops us having crap weather and storms and stuff. But somebody starts to tinker around with the system, so it starts triggering storms on planet Earth, so like firestorms and rainstorms yeah. and really big hailstones the size of footballs and all this sort of stuff. And then if this thing keeps going, it's going to make what they call a geostorm, which is all these different types of storms that will all team up like the Avengers and just kick the crap out of, uh, yeah. out of planet Earth. So yep. that was fun. It was stu- stupid, but it was, but it was but fun. fun. I thought, you know what? I kind of need that type of film, certainly after My yeah. Sister's Keeper. Uh, I backed it up with another <laughs> Jared Butler film, which is on Amazon Prime, which I know you've got Amazon as well. Angel Has Fallen, which is the third in the Ooh. series of... So it was first it was Olympus Has Fallen, then it was London Has Fallen, and now this is Angel Has Fallen. Uh, Morgan Freeman, Jared Butler, think 24 the movie, but with, with less plot, yes. but more people getting punched in the face and thrown through windows and gun battles. And it's it's <laughs> fun. It's, uh, I enjoyed it. It's not as good as the other two, but it was it was enjoyable. Oh. I liked it. So it's not. Some people yeah. said, "Oh, I didn't like that one." It's not to the point where I didn't like it. It's just like, yeah, the first two are better, but I still like the third one. Yeah. So watch that one, and it still want to watch those ones because I've not not even seen the first really one good. of those. I prefer the second one, which is London Has Fallen. So yeah. you got Morgan Freeman in there as the president. Can't go wrong with that. And just Jared Butler just running around, just kicking the crap out of people. Just think, you know, which again is not, not a bad, bad thing. thing. You know, it's like you know, not every film you watch has to be a Schindler's List or a, a Twelve Years a Slave or oh. or Lawrence of Arabia or something like that. It's like you know what? So I just want to watch car chases, people shoot each other sometimes, which is. I was going to say in that second one, he wasn't kind of you know in the middle of it, stops and yells out, "This is London." <laughs> this is, this is, Washington, London, Olympus. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Twice. So watch that one. And the other one we watched, uh, Lion, which is a 2016 film starring Dev Patel and Nicole Kidman, which is a really good film. It's set, it starts off in, uh, in India, and a little kid yeah. basically decides he wants to go to his five-year-old kid. Right, I want to go to work with my brother. Right, no problem. And they become separated. So this kid runs off trying to find his brother, age five years old, and ends up in the middle of Calcutta, which, uh, you know, I've never been to Calcutta, but it kind of looks a bit busy. And so he can't find anybody. He ends up in an orphanage, and then he ends up being adopted by Nicole Kidman and her husband and moved to Australia. So then the film Mm. follows, and this is all like the synopsis stuff. So it then jumps to 25 years later, where it's Dev Patel wants to try and find his real parents and stuff so it was a proper yeah. proper good film it was like a, a character drama and a true story as well because there was a nice Ooh. little featurette after that had the real life characters talking about what oh, wow. he could remember 
and you know how how yeah. the film brought back the memories and all this sort of stuff so that was really interesting <laughs> so that's called lion from 2016 i watched that on blu-ray so there you go on that one Excellent. and then uh i i then watched this 1954 movie <laughs> called the seven samurai which i thought you know what this is just a ripoff of the magnificent seven or or, or <laughs> battle beyond the stars this is just ripping this off Slap. but i watched the 190 <laughs> minute version because apparently there's a 207 minute version out there now which came out a few years ago which is even longer but the one i've got is is oh, the bfi dvd it's yeah. a film that you and i have joked about for years because i'm like i don't want to watch it i don't want to watch it i don't want to watch it i was going to say how many years have i been on it you to Ten watch that yes prob probably is actually probably more i've had a dvd in my collection for several years yeah i was chatting with my mum on the phone earlier and i was saying that i was doing the podcast yeah. And uh, I, I basically mentioned that, uh, you know, kind of I'd been on at you to watch Seven yeah. Samurai. She said, how, how, how long? I said, probably from about 2006. Easy. 2004, 2006. And part of it was, I mean, you'd mentioned it before, where somebody overhypes a film. You go, do you know what? I don't want to watch that because you're just overhyping it. And, I mean, you've never yeah. once said, oh, my God, it's an amazing film. It's the best film in the history of motion picture. But I think sometimes when he's like, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it? A bit like the film with Louise type. Have you watched it now? Have you watched it yes. now? Have you watched it now? And then you'll be sitting at home going, I've nothing to watch. I suppose... <laughs> I suppose I could watch that film that a friend of mine's been pestering me. Oh, I don't want to watch that. I'm going to watch something else. And I think Seven Samurai's yeah. probably <laughs> fallen into that category. Been like that. But, you know, we <laughs> made the promise on the last podcast, right, I'm going to watch it. So I was chatting to Annette saying, right, I'm going to, make, I'm going to watch it for the next episode. She's like, all right. So a few days ago, I said, so what are you doing today? And then she went, oh, I'm not sure what you're doing. I said, well, I've got. I'm gonna watch the Seven Samurai at some point. She went. Oh, I'll do Lego then. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right. And so I went fine, Ooh. fine by me. And then she she asked me because I I will admit I watched it in chunks because it's a three hour film. So I watched yes. it like an hour at a time, just because I've I finished work this morning at seven o'clock and I thought oh not finished it yet. I'm part way through, but I did finish it. So I've watched it in big lumps. Yeah. But I always. I always know when to stop a film like that, so I'll never stop it in the middle of an action scene yeah. or a big dialogue scene. It's like, right. It's like you say, to a certain degree, there's breaks. You can go, right, yeah, they're at a bit work. And, yeah. just and then when I press play again, I'll remember where we're up to. So I'm like, right, so that'll do. Yeah. So I'd watch like the first chunk, and uh, I told Annette, I said, oh, I'm watching Seven Samurai. She went, she went is, it, is it shit? And I'm like, do you know what? No, it's not. She's like, really? I'm like, no, it's not. I said, don't get me wrong. I said, I don't think i need to re-watch the film uh, which i still yeah. stand by having watched the whole film now yeah. I, I don't feel the need to re-watch it anytime soon but i'm really really glad i've watched it and yeah, i've chatted to annette about this i said i can 100 percent see why it's in the list of films to see why it's why yeah. and why it spawns yeah, so many spin-offs but it's it's better than all the spin-offs which I know it is, because yeah. it's a case. I mean, it's 1954. It's 190 minutes long, or 207 if you get the long version. It's black and white, it's subtitled. There's a lot going against it, I think, for the modern day film fan. But yeah, you know, this it's like 66 years old. This film. That's crazy. Yeah. And you look at the camera work, and you're like, 
that's camera work from 66, or probably 67 when they were shooting it, from 67 years ago. That's better than half the camera work now. Well, this is it. You look at the camera work that's done on that, and you can see where, to a certain degree, the camera work on the Magnificent Seven, the original yep. one, came from. They've as well as copying the storyline, a lot of the camera work is similar. And it's like, the, you know, and I, I know it was colour, but and that's know. the thing. I was watching some because I'd finished it off not too long before we'd started the podcast, and it's like looking at some of the scenes you go, and I'm, I'm not advocating they ever remake it because it wouldn't come out the same no it but you got do you know stand. what i would love to have been there seeing them seeing them film this because i bet in color that looked yeah. amazing i bet it because you've got scenes yeah. and I, i'm doing a bit of research on it as well you've got 101 villagers you know in that in that film yeah and they were all given like family trees so they knew where they what the characters were and all this sort of stuff and you think for a 1954 film to go right well you know kurosawa's going right i'm gonna need 101 villagers Okay, <laughs> that's a lot of people, yep. and it, it is—it's definitely epic. It's—it's it's a Lawrence of Arabia. It's a seven—you know—it's a Gone with the Wind. It's definitely one yep. of the—it's a Ben Hur, you know that type of thing. It's one of those that, like you say, I mean, without it being good in yeah. its own way, it wouldn't have spawned all these spin-offs. No. Um, but. It's one of those that, like you say, one, someone like yourself watching it, you don't need to be able to appreciate the fact that it's it's a foreign film, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're not going to like it for that. When I suggested that to you, I thought he's going to enjoy this literally for basically the background to what it's mm. spawned and what it, you know, basically how it's set modern cinema up in several Which ways. Which it has. You, know, you watch a lot of films and you go, well, without this film, you probably wouldn't have got The Wild Bunch. Obviously, obviously you wouldn't have got yeah. The Magnificent Seven or, or anything like that. Some of the Clint, Clint Eastwood if stuff, I think collapsed. you may not have got your, your oh, Good, yeah. the Bad and the Ugly and stuff. Maybe not. Well, all the ones, not The Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Fistful, of, Fistful of Dollars and For a Few Dollars More are both off other Kurosawa right, yeah. films. Um, so like you say, if he'd not been accepted for Seven Samurai, etc., you wouldn't have even had Star no, Wars. Because that was based on things like Hidden Fortress and stuff, wasn't it? Yep, which is another Kurosawa. And I Kurosawa. think Seven Samurai, I think it is the first Kurosawa film I've ever seen as well. I think I haven't seen uh, yeah. Ran or Hidden Fortress or anything like that. I wouldn't bother. This is me speaking to you now, as knowing what yeah. you like. I wouldn't bother with Hidden Fortress. But if you do get a chance to watch the ones that predate, um, you know, a few dollars more and a fistful yeah. of dollars, do so. Which is, um, he, oh, Christ, I'm trying to remember the names. He's, uh, oh, Christ. It'll come to me. But he, it's basically, there's two of them. And you know the guy that played um, the chap with the two-handed sword, the yeah. Nodachi? in Seven Samurai, who was the commoner yeah. kind of thing. He plays the main character in those. And it is, yeah. if you watch those two, you can see that a few dollars more and a fistful of dollars are a total rip-off. Is it uh, Yojimbo? Yeah, yeah. Yo That's Yo it, Yojimbo. 
and the follow-up to that, yeah, where he's basically Sanju. a bodyguard. Is it Sanju? Uh, San- yeah, there's quite a lot. Just look. I'm basically just looking at his filmography, yeah. just randomly reading filmography. names out like I know anything about Kurosawa. But yeah. But yeah, basically, if you get to watch those two, I can highly recommend those. I don't think you'd appreciate. Hidden I think Fortress. if I watched Hidden Fortress, it would be purely out of that. Right, let's just see what Star Wars ripped off. Sort of thing. Well, this is it. When you watch it, you don't actually. S- it's hard to correlate against Star right. Wars. So, but you, yeah, there are certain things you can see how it's done. But yeah, you know, I, I think you'd probably appreciate you know the Eugene Kagamu- Kagamusha. More. I remember that coming out, but I'd never seen it. Oh yeah, you know, I just I remember the adverts coming out. I can't you, you look at it and go, "That looks kind of epic." Next. Because I was, because like a kid. Well, this is it. Out, so. One of the odd things is one of the boxes that I've been kind of, you know, been going through the boxes. I, I found my world cinema one that had been up in the attic, <gasps> which has a lot wow. of these. You need to send me, it's, it's pile all them up, send me a picture of it, and then l- l- let me just look oh, at we'll them. Do, and go, we'll wow. <laughs> well, like I say, once this is all over, quite happy to borrow any you, know, uh, you can borrow any that you want and what have you, you know I've that. got a box in the other room where films I've watched are going up into this tub for you to then uh, <laughs> have a look and and yeah steal at Excellent. some point so but no I, I I always knew that I would enjoy Seven Samurai I think I've said that a few times it's like I didn't want to watch it because I thought it'd be awful I just I, I wasn't yeah. in the mood to watch it and I knew because certain, well, these epic films like your Ben Hur's and your Lawrence Arabias and stuff, when you watch them for the first time, if you do, if you don't like them, yeah. you never go back to them again, or half the time you don't even finish them. But I wanted to make sure I was in the right mood, and uh, it's, well, this is it. I love the film. I've only watched it two or three times, right. if that. But so I can understand you not needing to watch it again. But I'm glad that you have watched it and. That you appreciate it for. I what think it's it one of those in about ten years' time. I'll go. Do you know what? I'm going to watch it again because <laughs> Lawrence Arabia is probably another one. You go. I've watched that once. I never need to watch it yeah. again. I've seen it like. Oh, no, I've, yeah, I've seen it four times, times now. <laughs> yeah. so I don't need to watch it again. I'm going to watch it again. So it was yeah. very good. So finally, <laughs> I've uh, I've watched that. I'm a bit lost now. I've nothing else to. I was going to say. I, I give you a round of applause Thank from you. over here. So yeah, social distancing, <laughs> social distancing round of applause. Yes. So, how definitely, did you definitely. do with your homework? I completed my homework too. I have watched Thelma and Louise. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's one of those odd ones when you. F- it's a good <laughs> film because it annoyed me in several yes. ways. At the early parts, because it's one of those you start thinking, surely women can't be this stupid. <laughs> yeah, not the car- <laughs> let's, Sorry, ladies, right, let's go out to the car park. I'm a bit drunk. No, don't do that. <laughs> That's probably not going to. Oh, yeah. look, it didn't end well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so it, it's basically a case of it does. It, it's one of those I didn't enjoy the first half because it annoyed yeah. me. Yeah, I think. It, but it's obviously doing what it's done, you know, what it should do, because it is getting you, you know, it, it's stirring the emotions. I enjoyed the second half. And, you know, basically it's more of a kind of road thing yes. then. And, you know, I got more into it and what have you. And I, the people that are in it, I, I've got to admit, 
And I will say this now: I am not a Gina Davis. No, fan. I was. I thought you were going to have a go at Susan Sarandon, and I do like Susan. I think she. I love Susan great. Sarandon. I yeah, think she's so. fantastic. Although, like I say, fantastic actor, but uh, actress, but the character she plays, like I say, early on yeah. annoyed me. Yeah, which is shows that they're doing the same, doing yeah. what they're meant to. They're getting an emotional response. Yeah, if you just blase about it, yeah, that film's not fantastic. So, you know, and I loved a lot of the supporting Harvey actors. Patel, Michael Madsen. Yep, both of those characters yep. I loved. Um, I forget who the chap was, but the guy who played um, Louise's other half. Yes, I've forgotten. <laughs> you want to punch him in the <laughs> face. So again, <laughs> he, he plays it very yeah. well. I, I noticed the um, the other cop, the main, I don't know if he was FBI or whatever, uh, again, it was one of those. It's a case of good one. It's a case. Oh yeah, it's such and such from uh, um, sneakers. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Str- he, yeah he plays Strathair, the, was it Strathair, the, the geek was it? or not? Yeah, that. I was, think it, not, was he the blind yeah. one in uh, sneakers? No, no, no. The the, um, the geek in that they uh, try and fix the lady up with in sneakers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I haven't seen I haven't seen sneakers you know for a long I mean. time. I need to rewatch that one as well. Yeah, again, that's another it's like film. nostalgia city. But yeah, it's a case of you get into the second half and you're getting a lot more kind of with it and what have you. And it's a case of there's a bit more action and you think, yeah, there's some really good funny bits. Then it gets to the last bit and you really kind of, uh, yeah, it really kind of gets you. Yeah, you think, oh, please don't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's because, please, no, let Harvey get to them yeah. and stop them. Because it's not often, it's not often in no. a film where they go, do you know what, this is how the film's going to end. This this is going to be the story arc for these two main characters. Normally, it'd be like, ooh, that yeah. was close. But, yeah. No. But no, it's not no. a feel-good. It's also <laughs> a very different film for Ridley Scott as well, which is interesting. Well, that's it. It's a case of, you know, it, to me, that was, the whole film was more Bruckheimer. Yeah. And I think, Scott. if I remember rightly enough, it was a case of Ridley Scott had come off the back of doing something huge, and because uh, he'd done Black Rain, I think, and he'd done—I think it was around yeah. the time he did White Squall and stuff—and he wanted to do something a little bit smaller. So he didn't want to do a—he didn't want to do I'm a different. Blade Runner or something. I think he just—he—he he liked the stories, like this is something that I can relate to or whatever. It's, it's a smaller film. For Ridley Scott, you know, you would yeah. not put on the poster from the director of Blade Runner, Alien, and Gladiator. Come film and look. Oh no, no, no! It's very different. Yeah. So again, it's one because it's not a feel good. I don't think I'd watch it again. I'm glad I have watched it, and it's a very good yeah. film because it really does get the emotions. Like I say, you know you want to punch some of the characters. <laughs> you think, how the hell can you make women look Isn't this it? stupid? And then, like I say, at other points, you know, it's a totally different feel. But And then at the end, it's... Guess, okay. You can't do that. And a very early Hans Zimmer score as yeah. well. So, Oh, yes. I, I did notice that Zimmer mm. had done the music. So, yeah, I was impressed like, with that. It's like films so, yeah. like that. Like this, Maybe I'm not going to compare Thelma and Louise to Seven Samurai, but it's a case of there are films where you go, 
I'm glad I watched it. I feel better about myself having seen that now because when people say, have you watched? You go, I have. And I think Thelma Louise is definitely one of those. It's one of those, like I say, you can appreciate a lot of the things in it. Um, You also, like I say, it's one of those that really does get emotions. In the early part, there were several things that I really, really detested yeah, because it's just me against <laughs> yeah. them kind of thing. And but the fact that it was able to get those reactions shows that they've done something right. It's the uh, it's the Joffrey scenario, isn't it? Joffrey, I'm gonna yes. kill that. If I ever see that actor, I'm gonna rip his head off. Like, that's because he's doing an amazing job getting on the escape with his character. <laughs> that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was the same with, like, say, the Gina Davis character just really annoyed me. Um, the whole thing with kind of, yeah, you know, I don't know, uh, portraying kind of, uh, without sa- trying to sound kind of condescending, uh, portraying low-end America. Yes, the rednecks, as you like to call them, yeah. Yeah, it's just, kiss. no, no, no. The, the, one, the one character yeah. that really annoyed me in that film was that trucker. Who ends up getting his truck blown up when he's like, I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. And it's weird. It's like, because I saw that film when it came out and we watched it and we're like, oh, he shouldn't really be talking like that. But now you watch it and you're like, he really shouldn't be talking like that. So as as society moves on to a certain extent with regards to some stuff, not social distancing, obviously, but you would, I don't think you would get that sort of character talking like that in a serious film nowadays, but in Uh 1919. I mean, yeah, another one of the characters that I, I loved but hated was the Brad Pitt one. That, that was his first JD. ever role, you know, that one. Mm-hmm. Was it? Before, oh, I, mean, I, I think he'd done like one impressed. crappy little TV movie or something before, but that was the film that introduced Brad Pitt to the world. So he, he got it, and then Ooh. obviously you know, people like, wow, who's this guy? We like him. He's well-crafted. Yep. And then that's what launched the career. So if ever you go back to... <laughs> to look where the Brad Pitt came from, it always pretty much stems to Thelma Louise. <laughs> Impressed. So yeah, again, it was one of those, I'm glad I've watched, but I don't think I'll be hurrying to watch it in the no, next and few I'm months. okay with that. I'm fine. I'm glad you've watched it. I feel better that you've <laughs> now seen that. Because it's Ridley Scott. He's a, he's a big director. You're a fan of Ridley Scott, so it's nice oh, to yeah. tick these things off. But again, it's not archetypal. Yeah, I need to rewatch Black Rain. I haven't seen that in t- 20 years. Oh, yeah. I've rewatched that one. Probably about <laughs> 15 for me, so yeah. yeah. Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas Andy and, Garcia, uh, set in Tokyo, yeah. I believe. Great film. Yep. So, uh, Rob's not here, but we are, so therefore nope. Rob may lose out. So, what are the things that you set uh, a little bit of homework for us? I don't know if you've managed to do that part. I have. Is... I haven't, haven't, I must admit. I thought I was, because you said Rob's not with us, I didn't actually. Well, I shall save that one for next time then. But I've already picked my choice. I've gone for one from Netflix, which is a film that I've seen. Um, Now, whether you, I could do the homework for you if you want, if you just want to do it one sided, I'm I'm okay doing that. And this is a film that I was was invited to a screening of this when I lived down south in, in Northampton. And I was fortunate yeah. enough to be invited to a screening a couple of times. I got an, an invitation to go to see this one at the Sony screening rooms in London. So I thought, this is kind of cool. I never get invited to stuff like this. This is, this is well amazing. 
and I looked at the, the type of film and I thought, this is probably not going to be very good, but you know, <laughs> I suppose I'll go and watch it. And I came out of it and I loved it. Thought it was really, really good. So I'm not saying, oh my god, it's the best film ever. So I'm not super hyping it, but there, there is a certain type of British film, and you've probably seen it. Where yeah. and l- let me, um, this, this is set in southeast London, and there's, there's gangs in it, and there's people being horrible to each. And you think, Do you know what? I've seen 50 films like that, and there's. Yeah, kind of, well, yeah, and that's what—that's generally what I thought this was going to be. I'm like, this is going to be yeah, another hooligan-type movie, but not Hooligan yeah. Factory because that's a funny comedy. I that's thought this is going to be yeah. another one of those films, but coming out of it and watching it, it is—it's like a it's proper British thriller. So it's, it gets my yeah. two thumbs up. And um, I remember sitting watching it. And there was a, a critic, I think it was from The Guardian, I think. And he was sat maybe two rows in front of me. And I'm thinking, this is kind of weird. Here I am. I just run my own website, a Twitter thing, and I do a podcast. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the same room as Guardian journalist. This is very strange. And the guy sat there on his iPad. And he barely watched the film. And he just like faffed on his Aww. phone and all that sort of stuff. And then he gave the film not a very good review. And I'm thinking... Perhaps if you'd bloody watched you know, it, you it. So I just sat there and I just watched the film and remembered what I needed to. And then there's one of the guys on screen, and he's the son of Patsy Palmer, who played Bianca in EastEnders. So he was on yeah. the film. And then I'm looking down, and I'm thinking, that kind of looks like him that sat about three or four rows in front of me. That's a bit odd. <laughs> so the name came up, blah, blah, blah. And then the lights came up, and this guy got up, and he started to walk out. He was with like a couple of, couple of mates. I'm like, that flipping is him. So I just sort of rushed up, and went, oh, I hate to bother you. That was amazing. Really good job because he's really good in the film, Charlie Charlie Merkel yeah. Palmer. He was called by then, and um, and he was that like super well. super happy. He was in that uh, Legend with uh, Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy, which is great about yes. the Prey Twins, which is another wonderful film. So I went up, it's a great film, blah blah blah. I had a quick chat with him, and then I was geeking out. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Sat and watched like effectively a cast and crew screening, and then uh, went home and. <laughs> bought the film on DVD when it came out which I've still got and now the film is on Netflix so it is called The Governors so G-U-V-N-O-R-S Governors G so, yeah. Yeah. It's, n- it's not a three hour subtitled black and white film from the 50s it's from 2014, <laughs> and I, I secretly, well, not secretly, I think you'll like it. It's not what you think it's going to be. You're going to go, oh, bloody hell, it's going to yeah. be Range Rovers and stuff. It's not. It's a, it's a thriller set in <laughs> London. So d- Excellent. Well, I made a note of it. That would so, be yes. my choice. If you happen to come up with a film during the week or whenever, and you think, you know what, I'm going to f- I'll send a recommendation over to you. By all, I will email it through or give you a call. Just, yeah, send me a message, however. And uh, it'll give me something yeah. to watch as well. I was going to say, with you saying that you'd finished your shift Oh, I'm back last in night. on Thursday night now. This is like, woo, I'm well up. Yeah. Well, this is it. It's basically a case of at least I know which nights I can mirror, which days I can phone you on. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you can pretty much phone me any day because when I'm working, and most of the time my phone's on silent anyway. So if you don't answer, yes. I know you're asleep. So, although I did have a very, <laughs> as we'll round this episode up to, I... Um, I finished work this morning. I had some Amazon stuff. Oh, I forgot to tell you about the Amazon stuff. So I looked at my... I love being working from home because I've got spare money. We talked about that previously. It's like, 
I get paid on yes. Friday. Why have I still got some money left? This is insane. So I'd be paying some bills off. But then I thought I'm going to look on Amazon. I'm going to try and find a board game. Um, just just a board Ooh. so Annette and I could play. So we just get away from our screens and not watch telly all yeah. the time and stuff. And I found it's a Stranger Things edition of Trivial Pursuit, but it's all about the 80s. So it's a 1980s Trivial Pursuit. So I thought, I'm loving that. That looks really cool. So I picked that up. And I also picked up uh, three printer cartridges, go figure, because I needed them for that laser printer you gave me like a decade ago. It's still going strong, by the way. It's doing well. (laughs) So I did the nominated delivery thing, and you could choose what day it all shows up. So I chose it all to arrive today and then it showed up about three o'clock now yep. i've changed my uh phone ringtone to the siren from the purge which is going oh yes you mentioned but, but nobody really phones me anymore because i don't you know <laughs> we you know we'll send text messages or we'll facebook messages so yeah. nobody really it's very rare my phone rings so i'm asleep this morning after i finish work at seven o'clock and then I'm having this weird dream where I'm just I'm talking to my aunt for some reason, and we're just having a chat. And all of a sudden, in the dream, and I'm thinking, "What the hell?" And the dream's like, "Oh my god, the yeah. siren's gone off! You quick, quick, get undercover!" And it was like, "Oh no, it's my phone." So it was well weird. The the phone <laughs> ring invaded. <laughs> it invaded my dream. So that was kind of odd. But I'm loving my ringtone. And uh, Neil Johnson messaged me earlier on. He said, "Oh, you know, do you fancy having a chat?" So I'm like, "Yep." So he phoned me through WhatsApp. And it, and I let yeah. it ring. So then I answered. I answered it eventually. I went sorry about that, Neil. Uh, I just I like the ringtone, but nobody phones me very often. So I just so I just listen to it. So I had a good a good old chat with oh. Neil, who sends his regards. And, ah, yes. um, excellent, excellent. But yeah, I think because I finished work, I'm going to spend the next few days just relaxing. We're braving the ASDA tomorrow and it needs to go out and get prescription stuff from town i will head into asda and see what silliness and yeah. stuff's going on there but i haven't been out for like 10 days or whatever which is fine my yeah. hair's getting stupidly long which i'm all right with um <laughs> but yeah so what, what's your plans tomorrow um tomorrow a bit more mm-hmm. box opening um i've promised my brother that I would drop off because a lot of the stuff that I have in boxes or had in some cases um, is in the big plastic boxes. He's rejigging his garage. They've got a load of stuff in there that they're sorting. So he's basically, you know, he messaged me a while ago and said, "Um, when you're emptying the boxes, have you got any spare? So yeah. What type do you want? Oh, got any of the plastic ones? Said, yeah, yeah. How many are you after? I said, oh, about at least eight. <laughs> yep, please. He said, I'll pay you for them. Said, no, I'll be happy exactly. to get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I insist on paying you. So I'm basically uh, planning on kind of dropping, you know, dropping the um, back seat in the car, nipping around, dropping those at the end of his kind of drive. And waving at him through the window, and they can come out and, and pick them up. You'll be happy, and you will have some more free space. In exactly. Your house. Yes. So you get you can get in there. So that's that's sort mm-hmm. of tomorrow. Well, we're going to. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've also got to um, email Anne, my ex, and find out because uh, this weekend is meant to be an Emily weekend. So I want to uh, try and arrange about picking her up on yes. Friday. 
So, uh, oh, that was something as well. If I do get to pick her up on Friday, um, I know you'll be working, but at about lunchtime, early afternoon, would you be in if I throw some boxes yeah, over your back? Yeah, it should be wall? fine. Yeah, we we generally Annette generally gets yeah. up about half one, but even if you yeah. let me know what time you're going to be there, I could just get up, do it, and then come because that's that's the other. Right. Probably be about half that's, one, two o'clock. Perfect. I would have thought. Uh, I mean, even if we're not up, you can chuck them over the back wall. I'm guessing. Well, assuming <laughs> the weather's raining. Like uh, but no, <laughs> yeah. one of the per- another one of the perks of working from home is sometimes I can get up and then go back to bed. Yeah. So that kind of works. Yeah. Uh, yes, more than welcome. And if you uh, if you've got a little, did you say you had a stash of Blu-rays at some point? I. Uh, yep, basically a pile of stuff that is yours and a pile of stuff to pass Brilliant. on. To so you if as that's well. handy, then drop that off as well if you want, and then we we could do a bit exactly, of exactly, yeah. So yeah, social distancing over yeah, the exactly. backyard wall. <laughs> yes, a bit of a bit of bit of swappage from the rear, but maybe not. Oh, maybe, ooh, maybe please, yeah, <laughs> maybe rephrase that. But yes, but no, yes, that I would good. Be. So, uh, but always a pleasure, Bob. Indeed, indeed. I've mean, really Time enjoyed it. Flown. We're still it in has. April, I think, are we? I don't know anymore. No, no, we're in, <laughs> I have no we're idea in May anymore. now. But, uh, I mean, this is it. One of the things that I've got to do is actually text or email my daughter because um, one of the games that she, well, that we like playing together, um, the latest update is coming out this Saturday when she should be over with me. So, with a bit of luck, we can hopefully get a kind of community game going Sounds together fun. that's the plan good were you into <laughs> mind you like i say we've got to download the latest update which will probably take about two hours knowing well knowing steam yeah but yeah knowing <laughs> steam it might do so i'm back into playing motocross mayhem or madness whatever we used to play i dug out oh, my xbox and plugged it yeah, in yeah i've got to get yeah, that fire again so that have you beaten nah, any of my uh, no. well uh, I had a few records. I, I barely records. remembered how to do the tricks and stuff on that game because I'm like, it's been absolutely <laughs> ages since I played it. So it's like, what? But I'm I'm getting there, oh. so I'm back into that now. So I will uh, I'll try and beat some Excellent. of your records at some point. And I I will go on later, you know, kind of at some point in the future and try and you know, set you new ones. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, Bob. Well, I'm going to go for now. Oh. But enjoy. Okay, Take okay. care and enjoy your evening and get a good too. sleep, sir. I will chat to you soon. And thank you again for a Anytime, wonderful podcast. 521. Ooh, 521. Doesn't Seems reasonable. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.